Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with more sex. Let's get right to it, MB. I don't have time for fish all day. Um, <laughs> how are you, buddy? I'm well. How are you? Um, I'm Good. very excited Good. to talk to you. Oh, I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, um, where, do you where do you want to start? Well, uh, I hate this phrase, but it's a tale of two cities, right? You want to talk about the golden days of the Chicago Board of Trade, and well, I want to talk about I yeah. want to talk about last week and the markets. And, Let's go. Fine. Uh, you first. Um, Okay, well, let's just have an agreement that um, if it, this thing gets nuked, mm-hmm. we're going to do the part A, part B, yes. or part yep. one, part two. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So um, one of the beauties of getting older is you become a little more patient mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, pattern recognition. Sure. So I've seen a lot of things before. And... Um, uh, it's good. The rest of the stuff by getting older blows, but, um, <laughs> it beats the alternative. Okay. Um, but I, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of things coming together that, uh, are giving me this feeling I get of clarity, which tells me I'm kind of on the right track. And so, uh, just as a, a matter of perspective, so it was, July of last year, I talked about how I didn't know which way I was going. And I said, uh, you know, the best way I can prove that to you is I'm uh, I'm going pretty much all cash or as much all cash as I can possibly be. So um, I'm, I'm pretty much 80% invested now. And that's that's pretty full boat for me. I mean, mm-hmm. the most I mm-hmm. the, now that I don't have W two income, mm-hmm. um, I don't get above ninety percent fully Understood. invested. Yep. When I was a young whippersnapper like <laughs> yourself, I mean, yeah, things were um, different. <laughs> yeah, um, and so uh, I guess the easy question could be what what's what's changed, and. Uh, before I answer that, okay, what I'd like to repeat, which we've repeated ad nauseum, and once again, I was having a little confab with one of the the daughters this morning about managing your financial situation and stuff. The, the thing people rarely tell you, uh, and these are the best people in the world, um, 
they don't talk about who you are. They talk about investing and make it a very general comment. Like if you put your money in stocks, blah, 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 you know. And by the way, wildly successful. But I'll tell you, they understand something and they've not communicated it, which is it's all about you. Okay. It doesn't matter what Paul Tudor Jones thinks. It doesn't matter what Stanley Druckenmuller thinks or Seth Klarman or any of these other guys. Okay. Uh, it's all about you. And before you can make any investment decisions, right? You need to understand what are you trying to accomplish. So with that as the preamble, because I know who I am and I know what I'm trying to accomplish, and, I, and I'll be blunt, okay? I'm 62 years old. I've got three grown children. I've done a good job saving and putting money away, and my goal is to leave enough money behind to protect my family in case of emergencies, mm-hmm. okay? So that's my goal, and it gives me a wide latitude about how I how I invest. Okay. So that being said, what what's happened in the last few weeks that has uh, gotten me willing to put money to work? And uh, it's completely up to you what you do with your money. In fact, compliance would have me say. Uh, all investments yeah. involve risk. Mm-hmm. Your situation may vary, mm-hmm. uh, blah, blah, blah. But um, so because uh, I can't say anything straightforward. Everything has to be a long yarn. Of course. Um, back when I was working with Big Ed and the hotel stuff, I met these guys uh, who were real estate investors. And, I, and I'm going to use their name, which I don't normally do because I know they're closed to outside investors and they've done a good job. So there's a fellow named Rick Lehman and Jonathan Paul, and they run a firm called Wheelock Investments. And okay. I've had I've had money with them. Uh, and, you know, I'm in one of the older funds and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm drawing. I've, I'm waiting to be redeemed out, so I'm not making any more investments, but their returns have been very, very nice. Okay. Why do I mention them? I mention them because I took Lisa to one of their annual seminars where they do an outstanding job of giving you an overview of not just the uh, real estate market, but the economy in general. And so we make the trip to Manhattan, and there's a phrase that hit me like a ton of bricks, and it's this. We may not be able to tell if it's June or July, but we can tell if it's July or December. Yep. And and when you have the latitude of being an individual investor, okay, that's that's good enough. And so if you recall when I made my public announcement to all 2000 listeners that I was all in cash, I think the next couple months they they ran it right up my ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can just calculate where we were then, where we are now, and then I think the call was pretty good. But Agreed. Initially, I 
you know, mm-hmm. look like a little silly. And, and, and I might end up looking silly here too. Don't care. Cause you know, I'm, I, for me, I know what I'm doing. So, uh, once again, talking in circles, we're no longer in June or in January. And how, how do I get to this? Okay. There's, there's a number of things. Some, I have some reason to claim insight into, which are simple. And there's a couple of complicated things, which I'm sure, I'm sure I'm going to fuck up. That's fine. And, um, we proceed. So, only a fool. We proceed. Um, I, I would encourage being corrected by any of our um, PhD Nobel laureate listeners. Okay. So there's an equation, uh, and it, it's letters. Okay. Uh, let's see. MV equals pq okay now i i took money in banking and i didn't know what it meant then i barely know what it means now but basically the amount of money m multiplied by the velocity v Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you have the amount of money yep yep and the the amount of times that money turns over in the economy Mm -hmm. that equals p the price times Q, the quantity mm-hmm. of goods and services produced. Mm-hmm. I believe that could also be known as gross domestic product. If not, you can spit to it from there. Okay. So thanks to uh, a guy who's highly likely to be in the introductory class of the platinum subscribers, um, he today was kind enough to send me a chart of mm-hmm. M2. Mm-hmm. And this thing's, I could think of a corny phrase, but let's just say it's collapsed. Okay. Okay. Yep. And velocity is come off a little bit, but it's just compounding the collapse in money. So if you believe, number one, in traditional economics, and I said this right, you're talking about a huge slowing of growth, okay? So that's the um, sophisticated portion of today's program. The rest of the stuff is me just looking around at anecdotal evidence. For instance, um, mainstream, I saw an article about Apple, uh, is managing its earnings expectations because they're not selling as many iPhones as they had projected. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine sent me a YouTube video. Apparently, there's a glut of computer chips. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. In a more real-world example, the missus who ordered a Tesla, mm-hmm. okay, which was <laughs> scheduled to arrive in December, got the call yesterday Come pick it up Monday. Come pick it up. Can't yeah. they robo drive it over to Greenwich? Listen, I, I it's the truck, right? Just, she got look, she got the truck. She got the no, truck. No, she got the house. She oh. got the house. Okay. Um uh, but uh I, I can't get away. I Leslie I I apologize. Look, as far as a car goes, they get an eight out of ten. Okay. 
as far as ingenuity and in creating a market, they get an 11. As far as customer service, and I know no one cares about customer service. Not yet. It couldn't, it couldn't be. They just, it's, it's not existent. It's perfectly consistent with an autistic person's <laughs> personality. They don't know, you don't exist to them. Mm-hmm. So it was like Saturday night. She gets an email. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> you need you need to pay for the car by Monday. Oh, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what? What? Excuse me. <laughs> like, yeah. So anyway, um, so you're seeing cracks. some of these cr- cracks. Okay. Obviously, the 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 stories are rife with the collapse of the Rolex mm-hmm. market, oh, which please. the <laughs> bombarded the, with emails you this weekend. The, the, the rumors of my death are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> okay, um, uh, so um, there does seem to be some loosening up of the supply problem. Uh, there's a company, and if I cared enough, I'd look it up. But I think it's Alpine Economics. They put up a chart which models supply inflation, mm-hmm. and it's an upside-down V. And it's it's fallen equally as fast as M2. Okay. So, the, so the supply side mm-hmm. is coming down. We're, we're now we're still in this inflation discussion, right? So the supply logistics, as um, uh, a good... A uh, friend of mine who's in heavy machinery says, you know, the supply logistics in his industry are still screwed up, but mm-hmm. things things take time. Plus, they deal with mostly agricultural and energy, which prices are still pretty elevated. Okay. But um, the supply side appears to be getting a little bit better. Now, one may say, well, there's still a very, very tight labor market. And so um, I, I think that's I think that's true. I checked I checked the unemployment rate just before we went online, and because I was in a hurry, uh, the number I grabbed was three point seven percent. Let's just say if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, sure. I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah. But I asked somebody last week another likely inductee in the first round of platinum subscriber class, which by the way, will be in November to mimic the Goldman Sachs partner class. Um, I said to this fellow, um, that's a good one, right? Um, I said, um, what would it take in the change in the participation rate to get the unemployment rate up to five and a half percent. So the participation rate is at 62.4. If that goes to 63.4 over the next 12 months, we'll have unemployment at five and a half percent. At the same time, inflation is going to be, you know, based on, you know, people you want to talk to even uh, Lacey Hunt type stuff, the the inflation problem will have been largely abated. And so um, we have the inflation problem, in my mind, trending the right direction. There's going to be bumps in the road. 
Okay. But I think that's trending the right direction. The labor shortage is being corrected because of the inflation. I, I just pulling this out of my ass like most things. But if you're, you know, 55 or older and you stopped working because your house was worth this and your equity position was worth this and your dividend income was this and your expenses were that, you're like, yeah, fuck it, I'm good. Now your house is down at least 20%, mm-hmm. right? Your equities are down 20, 25%, right? And your cost of living between healthcare and food is up substantially. So all of a sudden, the, you know, what time am I teeing off becomes what time am I punching in, mm-hmm. right? Could be completely simple-minded, which is Fine. why, well, I, I gave Sir, you the mm-hmm. July versus January. Of course. Right? Yep. I mean, it's worked for me for 40 years. Fine. I, Don't tinker you know, with it. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so how do I get to go from being from cash to, you know, close to fully invested, which is a, which is a great question. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I, I do know. I, mm, I do know. There's math. <laughs> there's There's, well, it's simple minded math. Um, even better. Perfect so, for me. So, um, if you look at a lot of these metrics, it seems like almost all of them, with the exception of the Schiller, look pretty attractive. Okay. And as Uncle Mark, by the way, I was instructed by Cheryl to let everyone know Uncle Mark is not my uncle. He's my brother. Right. Okay. I, I just, there, Understood. I got that off yep. my list of yep. things to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Uncle Mark, as the people the, in the streets the, of Chicago yeah. come up to him yeah. and inquire. <laughs> A guaranteed first class uh, yes. maker of, right. Yep. Okay. Um, anyway, in fact, I think a wing of the Institute is going to be named the Sachs wing after Mark. Um, but, uh, a lot of the stuff he sent me, which is more forward looking and they're very reasonable. They're very, very reasonable numbers. And as he pointed out, the Schiller is a backward looking measurement. What's he say about the 200 day? Well, that's more my thing, right? And, yeah, and, and you've we made got it my we, thing now too. It drives me so, nuts. Well, we um, we got to the 200-day moving average, Ding and ding. so Thursday morning around eight o'clock, I called my broker, and I gave him a, a level to buy the spoos, and um, a, bro- a I, wide I, level, it, a wide level. No, like one number, one number. Like here, I want to buy them here. Sh- you want to share it? Uh, I sent it to you. Okay. You want to share uh, with the audience? Did not? Yeah, sure. 149.33. Three, 349, right? 349.33, something like that. So you got a number. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then I get an email from correspondent Leslie Harris with about 20 market orders to buy different stocks. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, you know, I know what I don't know. I, I, I know I yes. don't know how to trade stocks, right? Wow. So instead of putting a limit order, um, mm-hmm. I said, well, I'm just going to throw in a market order too for the same size. Okay. And so <laughs> I can't resist this one. 
market orders are like condoms. Nobody wants to use them, but sometimes you have to. It's perfect. I mean, <laughs> how else could you? Where else do you work that in? That's great. That's yeah, incredible. I've in in my career, okay, I've maybe given three market orders. <laughs> Well, and you, if got I married, a, you got married young, okay? <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I could probably, with a gun to my head, give you each three of each of them. Incre- I'm so, sure, incredible. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I just, it's just, it's just. Okay. Anyway, so this is where we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I got filled on my equities. At Bam. Actually, pretty good levels. Um, just to prove a point. My market order got filled at a better level than my limit order. <laughs> so um, I got a good chunk of what I wanted Thursday yep. morning. I, I mm-hmm. haven't bought 100% just because mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just too scared. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> just, fun. That's I, I'll fair. be honest with you. Thank you. I was, yeah. I, I was just frightened. Okay. And um, so Dude, I can sense I got, it in your email. You sent me like a four word email. You're like, I'm, I'm a little nervous or something. I was like, all right, maybe I should stop screwing around, like <laughs> sending them CPI memes. <laughs> um, so uh, I got a bit left that I want to put to work. But um, we talk about the 200 day moving average, right? Now, is that dogma? No. It, it, for fairly long periods of time, it has traded below the 200-day moving average. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I know this can go against me, mm-hmm. but I know I got a, a few things working for me. One is I don't need to sell these. I know over a long period of time it's going to trade back to the moving average. I know I have now a bond portfolio that I accumulated at the end of the week. That's thrown off cash flows, mm-hmm. and imagine if that. I choose, I can reinvest the cash flows in equities if they're cheaper. Okay, so so I feel for me at these levels, okay, I have a big advantage over almost anybody because I'm not fighting the angst of owning stocks thirty percent higher, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So they ran them up after we bought them on Thursday, and they cluster fucked them on Friday, right? Thing of beauty, they monkey yeah. hammered them. Okay, I'm still up money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I didn't go home Friday night mm-hmm. thinking, "Oh, I was up all this money Thursday," and I, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm Fuck. about even on the week, right?" Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. my weekend's been pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, it may sell sound like bragging. If so. No, Tough. no. I please. just this is just I've been pretty I think I've been pretty transparent. Uh seeing as this is free. Yep. Um the other thing is somebody asked a good question about the long end and um how do I feel about that? And and as I said, I I, I bought a bunch of long paper this week because of a few things. One is the MVPQ, right? I'm pretty comfortable the economy's slowing. I'm pretty comfortable that the Fed is going to, what was the the title of that episode? They're going to choke it till it stops. Choke it off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's happening. Mm -hmm. And so um, why I'm not 
why I'm, I'm particularly calm about um, the inflation rate, unlike our good friend, I don't think he listens to the show, unfortunately, because I think he'd get a lot out of it. But you sent me this thing with Stanley Druckenmuller talking about how the Fed's taken the rate to 14% or 10%. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they've well, never, they've never, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was it's on a, a volleyball. It's, it's a fascinating. It's, it's, it's I was on a volleyball team in high school. We were fourteen and zero. We never lost a game. We went to the finals. Guess what? That's number one. Number two, if you want to hear a great story, listen to Stanley tell you about how he picked up the phone and bought the high of the Nasdaq <laughs> in an hour. Right? He learned okay. nothing. I know. Yeah. So <laughs> he said he knew it at the time. He was yeah. wrong. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying he's, you know, that quote I like from hockey. He's not God. He's a human being. Just mm-hmm. hit him. Yep. It's yep. Like, well, coach, I gotta, I gotta catch him first, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but going back to facts, which you know you we can have your own opinion, but mm-hmm. well, look, the ten-year swap rate yields a three seventy-four. Five years from now. The ten-year swap rate yields a, a three twenty-eight. To quote Shakespeare, "Inflation, where is thy sting?" Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't. I, so now I'm looking at stuff that yields six, six and a half percent. Okay, and by the way, somebody. First of all, I want to say fuck you to you for one reason you've got me sucked into this fucking twitter thing like <laughs> so some <laughs> i don't now i lost my train of thought you were bent out of shape about something on the uh you were looking at six and eight <laughs> percent yeah oh somebody put up a comment he showed a bunch of microsoft debt it's trading in the fives and his argument is well, what happens when they come to market? I'm thinking, there's going to be a lot of money gobbling up 5% Microsoft yeah, bonds. Yeah, Right? Absolutely. And, and so, um, once again, we're talking about me. And I'm very comfortable with having as large a risk exposure as I have had in the last... 24 months. Okay. And so to talk about how quick these things can change, I'm not saying they will change, but can change. Pick a number. Two years ago, everybody was an expert in viruses. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody was an epidemiologist. Yeah. Now, now. Inflation, inflation, inflation. <laughs> Inflationista. The Fed, yes. the Fed, the Fed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some guys said uh, now the second meeting, they're going to go from 50 to 75. And I was talking to either Uncle Mark or one of my cycling buddies. And he's like, well, what do you make of that? I'm like, nothing. Yeah. I make nothing of that. <laughs> right, because right. you're talking about gazillions of dollars. Okay. I I still believe. Okay. I still believe you get 75, 50, 25, and that's it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
I that's and then they hold it and then they peg it. Then they're gonna sit and they're gonna have okay. a look around. Yeah, fine. What's that Good. thing about I'm just got into town, look around, see which way the wind blows? <laughs> they're not stupid. I mean yeah, it's three yeah. it's three months mm-hmm. of one of really one of if not the most one of the largest wealth destructions in modern history. So stealing from John Maudlin economics, okay, there's a chart up there which shows the return of a 60-40 portfolio going all the way back to 1928. Okay, so in 2022, that standard portfolio is down 21.3%. Virtually every year, other than that, I would say 80% of the years are positive. Mm -hmm. If you go back to 1930, it was down 13.3, then 27.3. Okay, so you got compounding. Then in 32, it was down 1.7. Then it was up 30%, 2.5%, 30%, 21%, down 20 five, up Five now. years. It took you five years yeah. to get that back. Yeah. yeah, right. And I don't know what kind of assumptions they made about coupon reinvestment, dividend reinvestment, yada, 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 yada. But you have that, okay, which makes me a little bit more comfortable that I'm buying at good levels. You look at the S&P ratio excluding the fangs, I stole this from Daily Shot, who stole it from Alpine Macro. You know, the P is like 12. You know, that's not such a bad idea. I'll take it. Even even going back to my uh, dogmatic Schiller price-earnings ratio, I saw somebody run, that's also known as the CAPE, C-A-P-E, I think. They, They had a scattergram of levels of the CAP versus the 10-year. So if you take a 10-year at 4%, you have values that come in at, at like 25. And I might have bought it at a 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. so it's, not, it's not where we were a year ago in the 40s, was it, where, where you, I was going? Mm-hmm. This is not so good away. High 30s, okay. yeah, okay. definitely. Right, right. So look. I'm 62. I'm not 32. This fits me. But I do think I do think I, I laid out a, a pretty reasonable explanation for doing what I'm doing. Because God knows if I fucked this up, I, I we were out walking on uh, Simmons Lane, and one of the guys, he bumped into my neighbor, and he was saying, oh, we paid three dividends this this year and i looked at you and i said to the guy i i pay a dividend every month but so so far this year they've been returned to capital <laughs> um no i i feel i feel pretty relaxed about this I, on the other hand it's six o'clock tonight i'm going to be laser focused on futures. japan and and i don't i don't think we're out of the woods i i think the next week or two could be tumultuous. Um, the fellow from 13D sent me a nice article. Apparently, there were some massive amounts of puts versus calls bought 
And um, that could be part, or that I would expect that to be part of two things. One is the increased volatility in the market. And two would be the um, pressure on the market because it was three times the puts bought versus the one time the, the, the calls bought. So I saw plus gold. Go ahead. No, no, after you. No, no. Goldman said something about like all those, the options were expiring. Some astounding percentage was all within 24 hours. It was all just like 24 yeah, hours. Could be. So the, the one thing that does give me great anxiety and by the way, they make meds for those. <laughs> um, one of our good friends uh, in Switzerland sent me one of these, you know, chart things where he compared where we are to like 1929 or where we are mm -hmm. like to, to 1970. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's, got, it's got room to run and mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. But I, you know, for me, and it's always and everywhere about me. You know, I just got in here. If they go down to where they're talking about, I, I got some room, right? Which is the key about one, liquidity, 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 right? And, and knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. And I know there's a lot of bad stuff. And, you know, we got a president with dementia and you got guys in Russia with nuclear missiles. Mm -hmm. And the Arabs, you know, are giving us the oil. Yeah, I, I get all that. Okay. But the market knows that. The market's looking for the next thing. Okay. And I'll tell you, you get one or two soft CPI numbers. You get one or two bumps up in the participation rate or one or two tenths increase in the um, unemployment rate, right? All these fucking dot plots that only have existed for five years. I mean, everybody knows the worst fat forecasters in the world work at the Fed. It really is amusing. Well, it, it does make sense. You know why? Because anyone else will pay them more. <laughs> it's like ETFs. Why would you, you have for an ETF? But once you're done at the Fed, I mean, you get you go exactly wherever you want. You go right to well, Pimco. Um, look at what Zerbos has accomplished. <laughs> he's got he's like a sailor. He's got women in every port. <laughs> I wonder if he's gotten any tattoos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask him. Yeah, I have to ask him. So, um, let me just check my. No, I did actually make some notes because I was so hopped up about mm -hmm. wanting to talk to you. I mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. could barely. Oh, can <laughs> we're at the bottom of the page, folks. No, no, <laughs> I, I I may be at the bottom of the page, but I got the best. I got the best. Let's go. First of all, um, now that we've basically run dry the pool of people who have complaints about us, we're getting some good comments, and one of the guys. This fucking guy sent me an email. I got up to pee at like 4 a.m. Nice. And so I'm looking at the email, and it's a link to a YouTube video with Kathy yep. Wood. I'm like, oh, do <laughs> I click on this thing? Of course I do. Now you're so she's, now, Yeah. So she starts, first of all, total sociopath. She has no idea what planet we're on. And as... Um, 
I saw my neurologist last week, mm -hmm. you know, okay. for my annual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She asked me about Kathy Wood. No, she didn't. <laughs> she did. All the doctors, when they see me, all they want to talk about is the markets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And then, and then they complain about their kids or their spouses. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That's what happened. Normal. That's fine. But, but she asked me about Kathy Wood, and um, she said, does she really pray every day? And I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't That's the word on the street. And she says, mm -hmm. well, I, you know, I, I have some training in psychiatry. And that sounds to me like a bad way to manage money. Dude, we said that on like episode seven of but, Inside but Baseball. It, but it gets, but wait, there's more. Thank you. So, so she starts talking about, and, there is a bit of tragedy in here, so I mm -hmm. apologize in advance. Mm -hmm. But she starts talking about how two years ago they moved the whole firm down to Tampa. Mm -hmm. And they picked Tampa was because they were told there was the only place where there's never been a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> Got wiped off the face of the earth last month. So. So fortunately, fortunately, according yeah. to her, they were left unscathed. Mm -hmm. Not mentioning, of course, the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people whose life has been destroyed. But here's the, here's, tell him the best part. Tell him what he's won. She's talking about how the stock price is at 34. And once again, I, I don't bother doing the math because it's work. But I think... It could be possible, not only possible, but likely that anyone that's ever invested with her is down money. By October 10th, she was the, she was outperformed by SPY over the uh, since inception. So there you go. Well, but that's still positive. I'm saying not outperformed. I'm saying like. Oh, please. There, if you bought it at 170 or whatever ridiculous number it dude, was. Dude, you could have bought it at 35. Uh, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's yes, at 30, yes, yes. right? Okay. So um, this is the best part. And this is why she's a sociopath. This is why I look back and understand why I was a good training manager. Because she has now spun a yarn in her mind that people buy. And here's the yarn. She said, I knew when the stock was at 160, it was as good as it could get. It was never going to get any better than that. And I know now at where the price is, this is when we're at our best. Now, look, I'm not perfect, but I got, I got hyper-focus on one thing. It's the money, Okay. Not the story, right? I don't care. That's that was my trading manager rule. A couple of times I would have to go in and talk to a guy who was 15 years older than me, and he always talked me out of stopping him out. And eventually, I had to go two weeks later and stop yeah, him out. I remember you? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I put a number on it, and I said, you know, look. I, <laughs> If it were me, I'd love to help you, but it's, you know, I, it's yeah, the number, man. right? Blame the well, math. I remember got, that. She's, yeah. She's got no number. No. She's going to ride that pony to zero. And by the way, the, the fucking crybaby shit about we got our own money invested in it. I, bullshit. Please. Yeah. Because she's taken a management fee out of that. That's a multiple. 
Okay. And by the way, even if that's, even if she loses money, okay, where's the fiduciary responsibility to your investors to say, wait a minute, I'm wrong. How about the board of directors going, wait a minute, this woman's a chucklehead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Look and, at the chart. <laughs> and, and so um, I guess I risk being sued. Um, I'm going to go for it here. <laughs> There's a HBO video about Elizabeth Holmes, which is great. Right. I, I thought great. John yeah, Kerry, yeah. who? Okay. By the way, her sentence has been postponed. Of course. Elizabeth she, Holmes. She's a new mother. She's got a baby at home. Yeah. Got to take it easy on her. If you watch that video, which I encourage you to do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the end, you see her looking into the camera, and it's a paralyzing grip, okay? It's like, okay, how much do I invest, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. Okay. It's the same thing with this Kathy Wood. She's like, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. They're giving it away. You, I know. you know, look at we we had the Tesla call. We nailed the Tesla call. We we nailed the Bitcoin call. Mm-hmm. We've got all these things. The Zoom thing. We killed it. We crushed yeah. it. Innovation, and, innovation, and, and, innovation. And, and, yeah. and it's like, where can I sign? And and mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, where's the fucking money? <laughs> and, and well, I, look, you know, it's like it's an easy game. You hit the ball, yeah. You catch the ball, you throw the ball, right? And I, I just we can move to talk about the Chicago Board of Trade because mm-hmm. I think that's a good segue. Mm-hmm. If if you agree, mm-hmm. yeah. Do we yeah. need to do we need to go to network for a commercial break, nope. or can we keep nope. going? Go 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 go. Okay, so first of all, being eighteen or nineteen or twenty working on the Chicago Board of Trade. Dude, I thought I'd die right. and go to heaven. All right, so let's do this chronologically. So set this up for me. So you're, this is what year? This is 80, 81, 82, and you're in, in, you're in college. You're doing it by date. I thought you wanted to do it chronologically. By date's fine also. Okay, <laughs> please proceed. Sequentially, <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll use the Gregorian calendar, okay? Um, <laughs> So yeah, how did you get in? Like, walk me through you getting in the door very, and getting very, very, just as simple. My parents belonged to a country club, okay. okay. And my cousin was a bond broker dealer at one thirty five South LaSalle Street. Okay. And I had a good friend from summer camp that had a Amazing. runner's job at the Chicago Board of Trade. So he said you should check this out. It's pretty cool. So they had. At that point, a visitor's gallery where you could go upstairs and look at the trading floor. And it's like this, the, the country mouse in the city is like, what the fuck is this? This is Roman absolutely Coliseum, yeah. the coolest thing I ever seen. And I will do anything to be part of this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I finished my summer job with my cousin and learned 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 a great deal. It was very valuable, but there were a number of young wealthy traders at my parents' country club, and I just kept asking them until one of them said, "Sure." Yeah, and the guy yeah. said, "The guy said, look, I got to be honest with you. 
and initially that you know you don't know anything you're going to be standing around a lot you know if we need you to go get cigarettes or candy bars or pick up pizzas for after the close you know that's kind of the initiation if you if you're not okay with that it's not for you i'm like i will do anything right okay so i you know basically he says okay you're hired and then left me to figure out the whole thing like yeah who to call and who to see and how to get the pass and 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 i you know i'm motivated i managed to do it and and so a couple of days later um i this was before they had the electronic turnstiles so if you had a trading coat and anything that looked like a laminated badge you, they were let, you know, there were guards yeah. there. They would look. Yeah. 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 But, Waving you. you know, yeah. But they've been the same guards for 50 years. So they know 99.9% of the guys. And so maybe the first three times they're like, Hey, you, but after that, you know, hi, I'm Morris. Oh, Morris. I'm Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey, Jim. You know, three days later. So then, uh, we were on the bond. Well, I'm going to skip the two weeks I spent on the grain floor. We could go back to that because that's okay. kind of yeah. interesting, but, yeah. but the bond pit was where, where it really, how many guys on the floor and how many guys in the bond pit at this, at this I'd point? I'd say there were 300 guys plus 300 guys. So 300 in the bond pit and another 300. And I, I could be wildly wrong on these numbers, but I'm just, just taking a guess. So my job was, Obviously, as I've already enunciated, you know, a gopher. But they wanted to teach me how to be a, a real employee because that way the employees could take a vacation in the summer, which was the idea of being a summer intern, right? So, you know me, I'm fascinated with this thing. I'm asking questions left and right. And there were me plus three other we, we were called assistant brokers. Mm -hmm. And so each assistant broker had sort of a specialized job. One was the head, head assistant broker and then the rest of us. So there were two things we had to do. One was we had to watch a few of the clients we had who were on the telephone talking to the upstairs guys. And then we had the deck of paper orders from the retail so we had to manage those two things and so what i went on to learn initially was how to manage the paper deck because it was easier and then as time went by and i managed to prove i was not an idiot i started with the watching the, the guys on the phone and the paper deck i don't want to say it was easy because it 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 takes a little getting to understand it because you're you're physically shuffling papers right and so you you have a five by seven i'm guessing piece of paper and some clerk will write buy 500 ush at a price on the paper which you're looking at face up right yep, yep. Well, when when you would be handed that okay you would read the order determine how close it was to the market. If it was right on the market, it would immediately go to the pit. 
if you were a couple of ticks away from the market, either higher or lower, you would fold it in half long ways. And on the upper uh, corner on the outside, you would write the price, not the quantity, but the price and a slash. And below the slash, if it was a market order, you would write XXX. Yeah. Okay. The reason you didn't put the quantity was because you would hand it to the broker. The broker could open the folded thing and see the price and the quantity. Otherwise, all the other traders could see was just the price. Yeah. Right? Wow, wow. So it's wow. a little yep. bit of that. Okay. okay. They could see if it was a market order, but you know, that's not interesting. Yeah. System, right. So as stuff would come near the market, the closer orders would get in the pit and the further away orders would come out of the pit. And then the executed orders generally came out of the pit with that piece of paper, plus one of these little cardboard trading cards that the brokers would use. So typically, because writing on a piece of paper is hard, yep. if he had to sell 50 bonds to Tom Baldwin, uh, he would write 50 at X TB, put it together with that piece of paper and hand it to me or one of the other brokers. We would look at the card and then we would endorse the paper order, right? That it was filled. And as I said, I think last week, then you take that paper order and you just throw it on the ground. Amazing. So, yep. Okay. Okay. So that was job one. That's summer. You're a summer, you're a teenage kid or you're. Yeah. 19, 20. Yeah. 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 yeah you're a kid. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's amazing how quickly you, you get to be immersed in this stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. The harder part, the more challenging part, was back then the markets moved a great deal and they the, the handles changed. Like right now, the 10-year note may move 26, 30 seconds, but it's either 99 or 98 or 90. Back then, the bonds would move 10 points, right? So yeah, they, wow. you had to be really careful. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the harder job was now, I'm on the top step looking at, the guys on the phone and it's just like a wave you know there'll be this crescendo of trading and then the wave will break and it'll be a crash of noise and so trading would the volume would come in a discontinuous fashion it wouldn't be this smooth orderly flow mm -hmm. it would be you know sell 500 sell 500 sell 500 sell 500 and a guy's on the phone 50 feet from you, just going like, you know, I'm, when I'm yep, doing yep. Lee in a hand slug, I'm just taking my palm with five fingers and, and slapping it across the wrist of my other. So, you know, sell 500 at the, at the market. Okay, so I'd say sell 500 market, and the broker would just say, okay, you're filled. And I would look at the guy on the phone, and I would give him the fill. But then he'd be yelling me, what price? and I, how am I going to get the price out? It's a market order. The markets just move 16, 30 seconds. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you're trying to keep the guy on the phone calm. You're trying to get the information out because if you gave him a wrong fill, you, you were stuck. Yep. And if you gave him a wrong fill and it was to his benefit, he got it. And you, and 
even if it was a mistake, you ate the mistake. Yep. That's, yep. Wow. Okay. So, yep. um, you know, it was just one of these things where initially it's just chaos. And over time, and this is why I liken this a lot to uh, video games, right? You know, like shift, control, of course, backspace, yep. and the guy throws their grenade. Yeah. I got to where you're standing there kind of just thinking and you're hearing five vid, six, six off, five, six, five, six, five, six, 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 at six, six bit. You know, you'd start to get a flavor for the market and, and you would be showing the guys on the phone what you're hearing, right? Because that's another one of these tricks. There would be a Chicago board and board of trade employee who would print the price that goes up on the board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're a local, okay, they just quote a price. They can make it up. Yeah, yeah. So yep. it could be trading nothing but sixes, okay. And you're trying to buy fives. You just keep yelling to the guy at the teletype they would say radio hey radio five fives trade so it could be trading sixes everywhere and one guy's going five print five print five print and then a broker's like wait a minute trading six over here yeah he yeah, doesn't, yeah he doesn't want his guys paying six and seeing a five print yeah are you with me yeah 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 because he doesn't want to look at why did you pay six when the last trades five because they didn't trade five. It was a local put in the five. Okay. So I'm learning all these things and starting to figure out. So the guy I looked at from Discount Corporation, 222, they were very much day traders. And then I looked at the guy from Kidder, and they were very much ARB guys. And you could tell by the size. So the day traders would be 10s, 50s, 100s, 500s. The ARB guys would be, you know, 14s and 16s because that related to the cash market. So the day trader guys seemed to trade at the same time. And the ARB guys seemed to trade at the same time, but it didn't seem like they were generally trading at the same time. So I got pretty good at knowing who to focus on because you'd see a lot of 16s trade. So yeah, I would yeah. focus on my. 16 meaning quantity. I would focus on my guy who would do the the off, you know, odd number lots. And when the bigger pieces were traded, I'd look at my guy who was a day trader. And and even to take it a step further, like I could sort of get the jibe whether the day trader was trying to buy or sell. So a lot of times he'd put an order in to sell when he was trying to buy. I guess that's illegal now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, or immoral, like okay. ma masturbating yeah. on an airplane. <laughs> Frowned upon. <laughs> right. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Yeah. Um, but if I knew the guy, if I knew the guy was offering five hundred at six, and he didn't want to sell them, mm -hmm. if I started hearing sixes trade, I would cancel the order with my broker before the guy on the phone because I knew he didn't want to get filled. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So sixes would start trading and the guy, his name was Andre. He'd be going off, 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 off. And I'm like, you're out because I, like I anticipated it. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and I didn't always get it right, but wow. I, you know, I got yeah. it more right than wrong. And so, you know, fast forward to when, you know, E.G. and I were trading at Greenwich at the primary dealer with the, you know, virtually. <laughs> right. Unlimited balance sheet. <laughs> unlimited balance sheet. In the, and literally, we really had a rainbow with a little leprechaun and a pot of gold. It was up to us to not take too much. But yes. aside from that, when we got into markets, which were fast, we fucking killed it. Because it got into this flow state. You know, not to be too corny, but uh, that great uh, uh, surfboard guy. Kelly Slater? Well, I'm thinking older, my school. Okay. Um, um, it'll come to me as soon as the podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. talks about being in the flow, right? And, yeah, you 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 get in the flow in these things. And I, I can only tell you. That if you sit there for 10 years or five years and you watch it, you 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 get in a state of flow. So that um, leads me to my question about like how did you how did that translate from you work like you go from the floor, open can, outcry okay. in the pit to sitting yeah. at the desk with EG and Greenwich. This it's is like easy. Two totally different worlds, yeah. you know? Uh, I it's it's just this simple. Okay. There's a fraternity. There, when I was there, there was a fraternity on the floor. And it worked like this, okay? When you met a good kid and he worked for you and you saw something in him, you gave him a start. And so you backed him, you helped him rent a seat. And, I mean, he took a pound of flesh. I mean, he took half of what you made, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but he ate all of what you lost. Yeah, right? and he put you on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the guy I worked for, who was a friend of my family, said, look, here's a story. We trade bonds. There's a whole cash market out there we know nothing about. I'll tell you what. You go back to school. It'll take you one year to get your graduate degree. You go work at the bank for a year. You learn the cash market. And then you can come back here. In between what you know how to do and what we know how to do, we'll, we'll fucking kill them. So it worked out really well with me and Cheryl because uh, she could take a two-year thing in accounting. I could do the same thing in one year. We graduated at the same time. And so I said, okay, we're going to do that. And then I got a job at the bank. And, you know, this is a little childish, but... You know, all of a sudden, I, I and this is not a big deal because it was University of Illinois, but I was the highest paid guy coming out of U, U of I at that time. Mm -hmm. And it was like 29 grand. I mean, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But back then, that. Fine. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Back then, you could rent an apartment. You could go out and have meals a few nights a week. You, you know, so that was pretty sweet. Then I got medical and dental insurance, which was great. And the, the best thing, tell them the best part, these cafeterias in these banks, I don't know now, but it was fucking crazy. And, you know, at that age, like 
you just have an unlimited appetite, right? Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I go through the training program and the only downside is you got to wear a suit and tie. Like the board of trade, khakis, a shirt with a collar and a tie. The board of trade, you had to wear a suit. The good news is when you were on the floor, you could take your suit coat off and put it on your, okay. So what I noticed was um, the traders uh, every morning got the menu from the executive dining room and they got to pick what they wanted for lunch. And it was fucking good shit. I mean, yeah, prime rib, (laughs) deep prime rib. I remember there were yeah. crepes, crepes Suzettes. Nice. And then, uh, and then my good friend, Michael Daly, who I've, I've reconnected with after several years, he would put down like three Diet Cokes and they'd give him like three cans of Diet Coke, right? And yeah, that yeah. never occurred to me. That's why you Irish, you're so smart. Brilliant. But, yep. But, and then there were all the screens, right? And not only that, once every six weeks, brokers would come out from New York to take you out to dinner. So here I am, young lad. Breakfast is basically free. Lunch is a four-course extravaganza, right? Evenings, at least once a week, there was a broker taking us to the best restaurants in Chicago. Dude, which is and, the best restaurants in the country, okay? So you ask any pro athlete in the last 50 years, where's the best place to eat in America? They will, 9 out of 10 will tell you, Chicago. Really? Oh, by far, dude. Okay. Chicago, okay. by far, has yeah. the best yeah. restaurants. Like, via from 1980 to 2000, you probably had the best restaurants in the okay. world in Chicago. I, I can oh. see that, yeah, yeah. Well, that was pre- um, Union, not Union Square, but the, uh, yeah, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Across from mm-hmm. uh, Union Square, Gotham Bar, Gotham Bar and Grill. Okay, so uh, yeah, so I, I had this. So job you were well fed. You were well fed. I was <laughs> well fed. I was happy. I was trading short agencies, and then the bank went broke, and in very short order. Anyone that could got a job somewhere else. And I got promoted from the short agency trader to the hottest seat on Wall Street at the time, which was the long bond trader. And I think I proceeded to lose 300 grand in about six months. And then um, this, uh, my former boss at Continental had gone to First Chicago. And he said, I can't hire you here because... It would be too problematic with trouble. We would look bad. But I know this guy in New York, Jack Freeman. They're looking for a young kid to trade long bonds just to kind of sit there, keep the seat warm. But I think over time, it'd be a great place for you to learn. And then when I moved to New York, you know, that was, and I keep telling my kids, you know, it's like, it's it's a hackneyed phrase, but if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And I fortuitously ended up at the quintessential, iconic white shoe firm that everyone wanted to have a relationship with. So going from being a nobody long bond trader at Continental Bank in Chicago 
I was out with the long bond trader from Solomon, from Goldman, from First Boston. And it again, again, 20% because of me, 80% just because it fucking lined up. But, and I tell this just to make myself feel better about it myself. I, you know, I did the work. And I took advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, and you didn't fuck it up. (laughs) Yeah, let's not fuck this up. Yeah, you didn't fuck it up. Um, The the, the amount of temptations that you probably had to resist, um, I can only imagine. I I cannot list them here. Right, exactly. Um, Because in order for decorum... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. I can like you. Everyone out. Oh, the whole audience can imagine. You, we're we're talking about the time span between 1980 and whatever. Pick a pick a date. 2005. Um, but like when you worked in that pit, like you're you're not a big guy, and that looks like a rough, rough, rugged, you know, yes. gladiators in the arena. Like so how the, did that? The, I, I'll tell you, and this will make perfect sense to you. Okay, I was a broker assistant. So anybody pushing me around wasn't getting to see the order flow. Got it. And one of the guys I worked for was Johnny Musso, known as the Italian Stallion, whose good friend was Charlie DeFrancesco. So, and by the way, I, m- I meant to tell you this for years. Do you know who my broker was when I was a floor tr- uh, off the floor trader? No. Nick no. Santelli. <laughs> no fucking way, dude. <laughs> yeah. You have told me. I think you have told me that. Yeah. Dude, he's been he's in all of these Seabot movies that I'm watching. Of course um, he is. He's got a big mouth. Dude, he's awesome. He is <laughs> he's, awesome. He's he's a big mouth dang of Guinea Wap. I'm dude, actually so like I'm, those actually I'm German Irish. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But dude, there was a dude, it sounds like those that there was a lot of Irish Italians and that was, th- was that still oh, around yeah. when you, yeah. Oh, Irish Italians yeah. worked at CBOT and the Jews worked at CME, right? Was that the, is that a true now, stereotype? That, absolutely. Okay. 100, yeah, yeah. 100, yeah. I read it on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like Abe Lincoln says, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of how it went. So I was protected because number one, I was a broker assistant. Number two, Johnny Musso was made guy. A, a, a made guy. And Charlie D was the biggest local, right? Yeah. And so as I think I mentioned at one of my therapy sessions with you, I talked about how Johnny and Charlie at a weak point in my life were a little bit of a role model to me. And mm-hmm. I I do, I don't remember exactly, but I I I do feel like they had my back. So I, uh, yeah. Once again, it, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been. I should write a book. Oh wait a minute, I tried doing that. Um, it's been it's <laughs> been. You know, there's this fellow friend of mine. I'm sure he doesn't listen, but uh, um, in London, his first name is Tim, and we were playing. We used to play squash together, and uh, he looked at me one day, and he basically said you're just Forrest Gump <laughs> because I've had shit happen to me like this my whole life and uh I you know like Oprah Winfrey said luck is where preparation meets opportunity yeah 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 thank you a fellow Chicagoan <laughs> 
What a talent. What a talent. So, um, yeah, there were some other questions, but I, I feel like we did a pretty good job today. What do you think? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the internet uh, is getting choppy, and I'm getting tapped on the shoulder by the uh, by the network. Uh, the network. So, okay. Yeah. Well, let's call it a draw here. Yeah, um, it's very exciting that you're uh, that you're back in the market. Um, I'm sure that the audience is excited about that, and I'm sure inside baseball cast at Gmail. I didn't get to answer some of the emails that I got this week because they were about housing, and we could do a whole show on that stuff. So we'll, we'll get to that stuff, but, but well, keep up with the comments. Um, yeah. and, and Twitter's been a lot of fun this week. And now that you guys know that Morris is on there watching, he just watches. Okay. He's one of these people. Watches. Just a voyeur, uh, right. housekeeping, housekeeping note. Yeah. Um, it may, uh, I may not be able to podcast next weekend. Okay. I may not, but, uh, number one, I'll try. Number yeah, sure. two, if not, maybe, uh, you and I can email, and we can cobble together a little note, like we're oh, sure. on providing for s- platinum subscribers at no extra we charge. Just, we can just cut and paste our email threads, okay? <laughs> They're pretty good. Dude, so just for the audience, okay, and this isn't out in anybody. This is not confidential. Morris sends an email to somebody, and he gets an answer back from a chief economist from one of the biggest banks on Wall Street, okay? from one, We're one handshake away from getting the important questions answered by the most important people, okay? So this Thank isn't you. like we're not checking very, in with the, mot- the motley fool here or whatever. <laughs> you're, you're, you're very kind, and I, yeah, I've, been very, just ast- I've been astounded by that stuff. <laughs> I've been very fortunate. And meeting people, and for as much as I can be a fucking lunatic, and and you have seen me in action, I I I can be quite charming. Yeah, <laughs> really. Fun. Yeah. What is that phrase you use? Next thing you know, I got your bra. Yeah, yeah exactly. Please. Jeez. Let's get oh, out of God. here before we fuck right, this yeah. up. Yeah, you got daughters to say hello. I got a daughter. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> it's great to see you. Cheers. My friend, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Be well.